0: Hey, this is Dr. Patty Sadala. Welcome to my Experience Jesus podcast. In this identity episode, we will look at what it means that Jesus is the life. John 14:6 says that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Christ is the life because he is the one and only source of everlasting life for fallen human beings. Jesus is not just talking about the life as we know it on earth. He's referring to the eternal life that we are created for, which begins at the moment of salvation. John 11, 25 to 26 says, Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in, adheres to, trusts in, relies on me as savior will live even if he dies. And everyone who lives and believes in me as Savior will never die. Do you believe this? Life was brought about by death and resurrection. Jesus' death and resurrection were needed to bring us eternal life. It's not just for when you die, but it is true from the moment you accept Jesus as your salvation, Christ. John twenty-eight thirty says, And I give them eternal life, and they will never perish, and no one will ever snatch them out of my hand. How does Jesus being the life affect your life as a believer? What is the truth about what was accomplished for you as a believer on the cross? In other words, what privileges do you now have as a new covenant believer in Christ that did not exist before Jesus finished his work on the cross, and resurrected and sent us the Holy Spirit. Well, salvation brings many levels of new blessings into your life. You actually have a new life. You have a new relationship with God. You have a new identity in Christ, and you have new capability. Let's dive into each one. First is a new life. Let's call that the new wineskin. Jesus conquered sin and death so that we could have eternal life now and live free from the bondage of sin, sickness, and the limitations of this world. See Mark 16, 16-17, and 2 Corinthians 5-17. Your old self, that is your old sin nature, was crucified on the cross with Jesus. He didn't just die for you, he died as you. Because you have accepted Jesus, you have eternal life now and in heaven. You are free from the bondages of this world, and you no longer have to accept illness or struggles as insurmountable challenges in your life. Your heavenly accommodations will depend on how much you practice and live out the truths of your salvation while you're still on earth. There is a connection between your life now and your life in heaven. Walking in alignment with the Lord, living out your freedom, healing, victory, and bearing fruit for the kingdom will prove advantageous for your heavenly eternity. This is important to understand as this life is comparably like a single grain of sand on the shores of the entire world. I asked the Lord to explain the parable of new wine and new wineskins that we see in Mark two twenty two. No one puts new wine into old wineskins, otherwise the fermenting wine will expand and burst the skins, and the wine is lost as well as the wineskin. But new wine must be put in new wineskins. This is what Jesus had to say about that. The inside of an old wineskin could not be seen. Wine leaves behind a fermented residue as wine ages. After the bottle has been opened a few days, wine begins to ferment and turn sour many days after being opened. It's because it's starting to break down and rot. New wine poured into an old wineskin that has rotting cells can make the wine rotten. Molecules expand and burst the old wineskin. The new wineskin represents the new you, healed, untainted. The new wine stands for the truth of my presence, my grace, all that comes with salvation, the Holy Spirit and fullness in your heart. When the believer agrees with the truth that they are free to live without the barriers or hindrances of the old sin nature, Their heart is a new wineskin. So we want to make sure that we don't say that we're a new covenant believer and act like we're an old covenant believer, where we do not realize that the Lord has given us a new heart, a new wineskin. The second thing earned at salvation is a new relationship. Now we have direct access to the Father. Before salvation, you and God were separate entities. You could always hear God because God gave you the eyes and ears of your heart. He was always there watching over you because of his omnipresence. When Adam and Eve sinned, it separated us from the Father. Jesus covers us with his perfection, which gains us direct access to the Father. We can come right into his presence and connect with his mind, will, and emotion. See Hebrews 10:19 to 22. The Holy of Holies was a place where God's presence on earth resided. Only the high priest once a year after major purification could go into that room to pray for God's atonement of sins for the people. At the moment that Jesus died on the cross, there was an earthquake and the veil covering the doorway of the Holy of Holies was ripped from top to bottom. Jesus had gained all believers' direct access to the Heavenly Father at that moment. Matthew 27, 50 and 51 says, When Jesus cried out again in a loud voice, he yielded up his spirit, and at that moment the veil of the temple was torn from top to bottom, the earth and the rocks were split. The size and thickness of that veil ensured that no one could accidentally fall into the Holy of Holies. The veil was 60 feet long, 30 feet wide, and one inch thick. It was so massive and heavy it took 300 priests to manipulate it. Notice that the temple curtain was torn from top to bottom by God directly. What no human could possibly tear by human strength, God did by the death of the Son of God. Jesus' finished work on the cross paid the penalty for Adam and Eve's original sin. Now we can go behind the curtain and have access to God directly. We have the confidence to enter the Holy of Holies by the blood of Jesus. Hebrews 10.19 Jesus died and was resurrected. Not just to gain us access to heaven and to wash away our sins, but to give us direct access to God. The divine transaction made at the cross allows you to communicate with God at any time you want. Here's what Jesus had to say about that. Think of times you spend with me like gas for your car. Your car cannot run without gas. And when you have a full tank, you don't really have a concern about running out of gas. But if you only put in 50 cents of gas at a time, you would always be thinking about running out of gas, and you would probably run out of gas and get stuck. Because I'm all about encouraging, edifying, and comforting you, in our times together, you get your tank filled with the faith, hope, and love you need to get through the day. When you are filled up, you can better share your faith, encourage others, be hopeful because of the overflow in your heart from times with me. That's why prioritizing time with me and communicating with me face-to-face, heart-to-heart, is like refilling your heart with the proper fuel to give you the life I purchased for you on the cross. This is an incredible privilege that I do not want you to take advantage of and or Dismiss. It was purchased at a great price. The third new thing about our life in Christ Jesus is a new identity. Real encounters with Jesus help him show you more about who he is and who you are. You can have full sensory experiences with God, but if you don't know that and you don't exercise that privilege, you will be missing a lot of blessings. You'll tend to live a limited life of the old wineskin. This is what Jesus had to say about that. Even though all believers have the ability to hear my voice, see visions, and dreams, most of God's people will have blind eyes and hardened hearts. Most will miss my precious gift of direct encounter. You must lift the eyes of your heart and look for vision to be able to see and hear what I have for you. You must first be a seer of the word before you can be a doer of the word. I do only what I see the Father doing, John five nineteen. 19. This is the way to ensure that you are walking in the midst of my will when you do only what you see and hear me doing. Face-to-face, direct relationships are the most real relationships. You know this is true in your own life and family. My children who do not experience me through vision and hearing my voice keep me at a distance, as if I'm an idea and not a real person or God. It is easier to believe in the sturdiness of a bridge if you can see it, step on it, and feel the firm security of it under your feet, than if you just saw the words describing a bridge. People who have never seen Niagara Falls or the Grand Canyon, for example, cannot possibly understand the power and majesty of them. Becoming a seer, fixing your eyes on me, will absolutely bring you closer to me and make you a stronger believer because it helps you to know me. That is to have firsthand knowledge of me. And when you know me, you know the truth. And when you know the truth, the truth will set you free. Visions and dreams where you encounter me, are like having me in the flesh to comfort and consult you. I am alive and real, and you can know me personally. This was what I purchased for you on the cross along with eternal life and salvation. Remember, knowing about someone is a knowledge at a distance, but to know someone is to really have a personal relationship with them. That is what I desire for you and for all my children. Dreams and visions are just one way to do that. If you have the full capacity, full sensory connections with me, seeing, hearing, feeling, sensing, and knowing the truth of who I am, you will become clearer about who you are. When you accept the gift of salvation, you become an adopted son or daughter. With the new familial designation, there is great inheritance. Galatians 3, 26-28 says, For you who are born again have been reborn from above, spiritually transformed, renewed, sanctified, and are all children of God, set apart for His purpose with full rights and privileges through faith in Jesus Christ. For all of you who were baptized into Christ, into a spiritual union with Christ and anointed, have clothed yourself with Christ that is you have taken on his characteristics and values there is now no distinction in regard to salvation neither Jew or Greek there is neither slave nor free there is neither male nor female for you who believe are all one in Christ Jesus no one can claim spiritual superiority there are three major things we receive when we are adopted into the family of God His presence, His property, and His people. The Galatians verse reveals the presence of God with the truth that we are united with Him and share His nature. This is what we're learning how to do when we enjoy the encounters that we're having with God's names on this podcast. The physical promised land was the property of the inheritance in the days of the Old Testament. Well, today, our property is our fruit-bearing We are set apart to accomplish God's purposes with full rights and privileges. This means he calls and equips us to do our kingdom work, and we earn rewards in heaven for it when we are in glory. The people referred to how the Lord unites the body of Christ to come alongside and help each other in accomplishing his purposes. Your calling requires God to orchestrate a team of people to help you along the way in a beautiful intertwining puzzle. Each piece has its own shape and size, all connecting together to make one big kingdom plan tapestry. The last new category in the life of Christ Jesus is that you have new capability All born-again believers have the power to exercise the gifts of the Spirit for the purpose of kingdom impact. Mark 16.17 says, These are the miraculous signs that will accompany believers. They will use the power and authority of my name to force demons out of people. They will speak new languages they will pick up snakes, and if they drink deadly poison, it will not hurt them, and they will place their hands on the sick and cure them. This verse doesn't say that some people have, will have the capability to do miraculous things. It says that all believers will do these things. This means that we have the capability to do these things and the assignment to do these things. Once saved, we have the Holy Spirit on our hearts in fullness, and as we grow in our spiritual maturity, he releases those capabilities to exercise those gifts. When you step out in obedient faith by God's power, you show God spiritual maturity and he trusts you with more. The book of James is all about this truth. James is saying that you will know a true believer because they are releasing God's power. They are not doing these things in their own strength because they are miraculous things. Rather, by doing miraculous things, it proves that God lives within them. James 2.14 says, What use is it, my brethren, if someone says he has faith but has no works? Can that faith save him? To clarify, James is not saying that the works are what save him. He's just saying that the works are proof that you are saved and a huge distinction here is by whose strength and power are the works being accomplished and in this case it's god's power living a life out of the spirit of the life in christ jesus is a supernatural experience there are episodes about the nine manifestation gifts and i can link those below on the patty ej.podbean.com site so we're not going to talk about those here But I do want to talk about what it's like to live out of the Holy of Holies. That is the supernatural spirit room. You are body, soul, and spirit. And we're talking about living a life here on earth out of your spirit and its power. The Holy of Holies was the room that we gained access to, as we said already, when Jesus tore the veil. It's the room that represented the Shekinah glory or the very presence of the Lord God. There was the Ark of the Covenant in that room, and inside the Ark, there were three objects. In the 6th century BC, the Babylonians invaded Jerusalem, and the Ark was, air quotes, lost. There are many theories, and even the blockbuster movie Raiders of the Lost Ark, took a step at what could have been the fate of the ark. My theory is that the Lord just took it back to heaven and that it's not findable on earth. The ark was a chest and there were lots of symbolisms and whatnot about the gold and the angels and what, and the mercy seat, the lid on the ark. We're not going to talk about that now, but I do have an episode about the tabernacle Uh, that I could link below if you want more information about all of that. But I did want to talk about the three objects that were inside the Ark of the Covenant because they do symbolize and represent your supernatural capability as a new covenant believer in Jesus Christ. The three objects were the jar of manna, Aaron's budding staff, and the tablets of the law. Let's look at each one. The jar of manna. The jar was a little bigger than a milk jug, and it included the samples of the flakes of the supernatural food called manna, which just simply translates to, what is this? That fell on the camp to feed the Israelites in the wilderness. This 40 year long miracle represents the supernatural provision which is part of our inheritance now. This reminds us that we can pray supernatural God-sized prayers because we are children of the living God and are not limited by the resources of this world. The second item that was inside the ark was Aaron's budding staff. The story behind Aaron's budding staff is that the tribes of Israel were raging with jealousy about Aaron being the priest. Why was he chosen and why weren't they chosen was the key questions on their mind. So God instructed Moses to issue a challenge whereby leaders of each of the tribes would place their staff with their tribe name inscribed on it and Moses would consult the Lord to see who his choice was for the priestly leadership of the Israelites Numbers seventeen eight says, now on the next day Moses went into the tent of testimony, and the rod of Aaron of the tribe of Levi had sprouted and put out buds and produced blossoms and yielded ripe almonds. And then on verse ten it says, but the Lord said to Moses, put Aaron's rod back before the testimony in the ark to be kept as a warning sign for the rebellious and contentious, so that they may put an end to their murmurings of discontent against me, and so they do not die. So in this action, the Lord made it clear that the tribe of Levi was chosen to be the priests. When Jesus resurrected from the dead, and he sent the Holy Spirit to those who believe in Jesus as their Lord, Lord and Savior, All those believers became priests. Revelation 5.10 You have made them to be a kingdom of royal subjects and priests to our God, and they will reign on earth. This means that we have the legitimate authority to represent Jesus Christ here on earth. What he can do, we can do. This is what is meant by the verse that says that we will do greater things than he, John fourteen twelve, I assure you and most solemnly say to you, anyone who believes in me as Savior will do the things I do, and he will do even greater things than I in this extent and outreach because I am going to the Father. So here we realize that if Aaron and the tribe of Levi had the authority to represent God as priests, we as believers do as well. So the budding staff of Aaron passes to our hands, your hand, and you now have the authority to represent the Lord and to release his will on earth as it is in heaven. The last item that was in the ark was the tablets of the law. The Ten Commandments inscribed by the finger of God and given to Moses on the mountain represented the will of God God here showing us what is right because he's righteous as new covenant believers the law is written on our hearts now Romans 2:15 says they show you the essential requirements of the law are written in their hearts and on their conscience their sense of right and wrong their moral choices bearing witness and their thoughts alternately accusing or perhaps defending them. The indwelling Holy Spirit guides us in the truth because the fullness of God is in Him and in you. You have the capability to know the will of God and to follow His guidance. He gives you the ability to properly interpret the scripture and to be able to guide your everyday life under the protective umbrella of His perfect will. So to summarize, you can know God's perfect will, pray with authority according to that will, and see miraculous provision as a result of it. Every believer has not just the capability, but the assignment from the Lord to live these truths out in your everyday life. Mark 16, 17-20 says, These signs will accompany those who have believed. In my name they will cast out demons, they will speak in new tongues, They will pick up serpents, and if they drink anything deadly, it will not hurt them. And they will lay hands on the sick, and they will get well. So when the Lord Jesus had spoken to them, he was taken up to heaven and sat down at the right hand of God. And they went out and preached everywhere, while the Lord was working with them and confirming the word with signs and wonders that followed. I asked the Lord to help me better understand all the truths that we have already talked about today. And this is what he said. I am God Almighty. You can't borrow my might. You can't muster up strength without me. All you can do is put on my strength like a garment. Allow me to be your strength. Allow my strength to flow through your willing vessel. Consider Superman. To the naked eye, Clark Kent was an average, awkward man. He drew no special attention when he walked down the street. He was like every other ordinary person on the planet. No one knew that he was a prince from an otherworldly kingdom or that he had superhuman powers. But when those powers were needed, Clark stripped off his regular clothes to reveal that he was really covered with a superhero garment. There was a special place where Clark learned wisdom from his father, and he spent much time there preparing for the responsibility of using his powers for doing good and combating evil. When Clark wore the clothes of his true nature, he displayed superhuman strength and abilities to the world. When evil was afoot, he knew exactly what to do. He performed miracles that blessed many people. Jesus continued, your superhero clothes are already there under the surface. Let the world see them, and I will do miraculous things through you. This made me want to go to the Word for more evidence. Ephesians four twenty-two 22-24 clarifies that in reference to your former manner of life, you lay aside the old self, which is being corrupted in accordance with the lusts of deceit, and that you be renewed in the spirit of your mind and put on the new self, which is the likeness of God and has been created in righteousness and holiness of the truth. You are princes and princesses of the king of kings and lord of lords. You are to strip off the old garments of your former powerless selves to reveal the superior godly ones like Clark does when he shows himself as superman. 2 Peter 1, 3-5 explains, Seeing that his divine power has granted to us everything pertaining to life and godliness, through the true knowledge of Him who called us by His own glory and excellence. For by these He has granted to us His precious and magnificent promises, so that by them you may become partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world by lust. Now this is the very reason also applying all diligence in your faith supply moral excellence, and to your moral excellence knowledge, because of the desire of the Father, the finished work of the Son, and through the power of the Holy Spirit, we now have the power and presence of God to do miraculous things according to God's will. To equip us, we share in the divine nature of God. Like Clark, we need to spend time with our Father to truly understand and use this power appropriately. As his father said, with great power comes great responsibility. The Lord added, you are ordinary, and yet you have the capability of doing extraordinary things every day. You have my word, prayer, and my presence to ensure that promise. Just like Clark, you need to discover who you are, the truth, assurances, and benefits of being my heir. My plans are bigger than what you can do alone, and yet I will always fully equip you to live them out. Your job is to discern my will and obey, surrender your will to mine, and miraculous things will happen. I asked, how do we access this truth, Lord? And he said, you will need to find the answer to the question, who am I? What are the promises of a child of a living God? Spend time in the word and listen to my voice. And be willing to do what I fully equip you to do according to my divine purposes. Believe the truth about who you are and allow it to transform you. Agree with me that I have the best plan for you and that you can see superhuman impact. So the secret to the power is believing in the truth of your identity. If you are a believer in Christ, you are Superman or Superwoman. When a believer prays with the heart of faith, miracles happen. Just like Superman, these miracles often defy the physical laws of nature. Cancer simply disappears. Rain falls in the middle of a drought to stop a fire. Sight is restored to the blind. People are raised from the dead. People speak in unknown languages. Souls are saved for eternity. God does miraculous things through those who surrender their will to the compassionate will of the Father. Lord, we thank you that you are God Almighty, almighty. all strength come from you. And thank you that as a child of God, I can be clothed in your strength and righteousness, and I can do miraculous things because Jesus is the life. Help me to desire your will over my own and not to be afraid to let go of my own plans in favor of your miraculous ones. In Jesus' name, I pray. Before we dive into our encounter today, I wanted to take a moment to ask you for a blessing. If you have learned some new things and have drawn closer to God by this podcast, Please pray for the Lord to multiply it and allow the Lord to pop a few names into your spirit for whom you could share this podcast with. Simply text or email them the link to the pattyej.podbean.com site and let them know why you've been blessed by it. And please check out my books, journals, and downloadable resources at pattysadalacom shop. And remember the code EJPOD This is a starting point for all of our experiences with Jesus. For best results, it is always good to properly posture your heart for your experience by welcoming Jesus' presence with praise and thanksgiving and playing with him in the special place as a child for a few minutes before asking for anything from him. After spending some time with the Lord in the special place as a child, ask the Lord what it would look like If you were living fully alive in the truth of the life in Christ, the eternal life that you have now, how would your life look differently? What impact would you be having? Ask the Lord to show you what it looks like if you were living supernaturally with all the authority that you had, with all the power and all the wisdom from the Lord, what would that look like? Ask the Lord to show you clearly, and then he can show you how to get there. Take all the time you need and record it all in your journal. Would you like to know how to go deeper with God? I want you to prayerfully consider attending the Deeper Spirit Life Workshop, May 12-14, 2023, on the shores of Lake Erie near Cleveland, Ohio. God's glory has the power to transform you in an instant. What could God do with you and through you if you learned how to quiet yourself and gaze long enough for God's glory to transform you? Gazing is a long look, while glancing is a short one. When you gaze at Jesus, he gazes back and his glory flows where his eyes are fixed. In God's glory there is peace, healing, and clarity of purpose and direction. Learn how to stay in God's presence long enough for him to transform you into the Christ you that he died for you to become, your Christ-perfected identity. You can expect expertly facilitated Jesus encounters and plenty of time to connect with God in this workshop. For more information and to register, check out spiritlifeworkshops.com. We hope to see you there. Well, I hope the Lord gave you a glimpse of a little bit more of a powerful life that you could be living because you're living in the new wineskin of the new covenant. What step can you take today to begin to become that person? And I hope you will join us on this podcast adventure. Follow this podcast and forward it to others that you think may be blessed by it. And check out all the links below. They are designed to take you deeper. I thank God for you and bless you in Jesus' name.